Hello and welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Capel podcast, where you can get insights from Capel on navigating the recent trends in the business world. I'm your host, Mark Lee, and today we have with us Daisy Yip, back with us, a consultant with the Ministry of Education, NTU and NIE, and NIE International, to share with us on part two of the topic, inspiring and empowering to lead change. Daisy, good to have you back with us. Hi, nice to be back again. <laughs> yeah, Daisy, you know, where we left off last time was really with this very inspiring story about how you provided vision, a dreams really, uh, but you managed to pair that with levels of system thinking, trusted counsel to really inspire your people to transform Green Ridge into a, really an experience, into a place that so many people were proud of. I think that's what struck me, right? You had stakeholders everywhere from the government to the kid on the soccer field, right? The kid in the school itself that are just so inspired about what this place and what the experiences of this place have become for them. And, and we talked a bit on the group element, the system element of how that's possible. But, you know, I just couldn't help but feel, Daisy, there is an element of individual effort that made it possible as well, right? Because if people don't buy into this, people don't play their part, who's to say this really works out as it did? So maybe you can help our listeners dig into that a little bit. The element of individual change or effort that is so important having this change be possible. I'm quite excited about your question. Really, at the end of the day, I go back to the quality of relationship in a community. We need that. And these are people, people who make that whole network of community called an organization, Great Bridge. Let me share with you those moments where every individual has their dreams because I excited in them a dream. Then I would like to empower them, mm. provide them the resource to make that dream come true. Because it is an organizational dream too, although it's an individual dream. So for example, one of my young teachers, I asked her, what can we do if we want Greenwich to be popular, people know about us? And she just calmly said, we have a school band. A school band that really is in a synonymous with Greenwich Primary School. Mm. Sure, let's start a band. Again, we apply already, you know, ask all the good questions mm -hmm. and then at the end, decisional question. Another thing which I thought was very, very helpful in my journey of organizational change and empowering leadership is Sir John Whitmore's GROW model, where GROW, G stands for goals. Mm -hmm. Literally two feet on the ground, your head balanced between your shoulder. What? Or read the objective. What? What are the goals? If it's very big, lofty goals, cut it down to specific objectives that will eventually make that goal. Mm. So goal setting is so important. Then after that, we check the reality of the goal, R. And then we look into options for possibility of achieving that goal. And finally, the will, W, the will to pursue and catch that goal. Mm. That guided me also with, together with Orit, you know, and levels of perspective. So this young teacher came in and said, okay, let's set the goal. Mm -hmm. The lowest level of goal is have a band in the school. Yeah. That was quite easy, right? We have the people. Next one is get the band instructor. Mm. These are all the admin part. Then finally, then how to be famous? We are a new school, you know, only one and a half year old. And my kids at the oldest were primary two. It's okay, we get a good band instructor. I went round to borrow back schools that closed their bands. We got their instruments. And finally, we formed the band. We asked the children, what is it that happened that mm. made your band famous? And 
their dreams threw me off my chair. You know, I couldn't okay. stay for quite a few nights. They said, we want to play in Disneyland. <laughs> wow. Wow. And the boys, we want to play with the World Cup. They said, hello. Uh-huh. And they did their homework, you know, at primary two. The 1998, the World Cup was in Paris and there is a Disneyland in Paris. Mm. So my children knew their geography and world event quite well. So go setting. Sure, you do your best, you practice and you play. At the same time, the parents said, your studies must not be neglected. And the parents, we, we had this big meeting and the parents said, okay, we will save as much as we can. Because my school economic status isn't that high. Most of them are working parents, young parents, you know, struggling with a house, with a car. So budget is quite an issue. So they we will save for you. Then my role as a principal is to get the equipment, source for a lot of funding to bring the group over to Disneyland. And having said this, hello, what is your big, big goal? Will Disneyland invite you? Yeah, yeah. it's a very real question. And they were so passionate and driven by that dream that we say to show success, Singapore first. Where must we perform to get the acknowledgement? Chinese New Year, Istana ground open. Mm. We ask for an invitation to go and play there. Because when the grounds is open, people come. And so we did a video clip mm. and it was a dancing band and they played all the beautiful sun, they had all the real hip music and they were dancing along. Yeah. And we sent a short video clip because Disneyland did send out to invite children's band to play mm. in conjunction with the World Cup in Paris. Oh, okay, okay. So of course we sent that video clip and I was actually preparing to like try to comfort my children you know, that if we are not accepted, you know, it's alright. Mm. That shows me um, the faithless one when my <laughs> children, nine-year-old was so driven. And of course, the dream came true when I was in the middle of EXCO meeting. My club came into my meeting room, choked with tears, and just flipping the piece of paper that came through the fax machine. Oh my. When I read it, I also broke down. And uh, you see, when I talk about it, I'm a bit emotional also. And it's like, Disneyland invited us, the one and only Asian band, to go and play. Wow. <laughs> and so the rest is history. And of course, the Straits Times came. And that put the organization on the map. And it's the wow. dream of one teacher who excited a dream of the band. Wow. <laughs> This, this is really an amazing story. If you guys didn't catch part one, please go listen to that. There was already a very inspiring story there. And this is a lead on from there. I want to just say, Daisy, you know, besides the result, which is something that deserves all the spotlight for sure. But I think what would be really valuable to our listeners is what do you think made that teacher, right? That one individual feel comfortable enough to share that dream, right? To actually come forward and offer that idea, which literally transformed the organization. I think it was an organizational belief that we are not just teachers of subjects, we are nation builders. Because the mission of education is to mold a nation. And when my teacher believed that they are molding a nation, they go beyond their dream of just teaching you two times two equals to four. Mm. So I thought that was one little inspiration. And we celebrate success and my focus was not on academic because when your children are inspired for excellence, the academics and all other results yeah. will come in. It's very natural. They will want the best for themselves. And life is not just about getting an A star or an A. Life is about life skills. 
So she believed that through her band, the life skill of confidence, the life skill of love of music, love of life, etc., etc., is there. So that was her dream. The parents believed that too, and the children just there was a lot of crying for yeah, for yeah. happiness, yeah. And and so it's like mm. empowering a dream. And as a leader, I, I will try my best to get the resources, mm. the money to help. Like there was another teacher also came and said, mm. "He's crazy about rock climbing." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's so many walls in school. So yeah, so we we did a uh, simple rock climbing. Mm. Even the P ones and P two, they can go and climb the low ones. And I make sure that it's low enough mm. that there's no you know serious accidents. Then again, we, with the goal setting and reality, etc., etc. His dream was we can send a team. To represent Singapore in world rock climbing wow. competition, and he already had his dream. Two years down the road, is in Phuket. Wow, my teachers really got dream. I <laughs> yeah, want to go yeah. Phuket, want to go Paris. Awesome. But again, that dream came true. Two years, the children say they worked so hard, they climbed like nobody's business, mm. and we just went. Yeah, it was a small team, so it was affordable. Then of course, my husband and I took a little holiday on our own, ah, just to go there and support. <laughs> And we were cheering like mad. We were the only two Singaporeans there cheering. <laughs> When the bell ping, we count five seconds. They hit reach the top. Yeah, For the yeah, Singapore yeah. team, it was struggle, struggle. But we were go, go, go. You know. And yes, we didn't win any medals, but we won the hearts mm, mm. of courage and and just dare, dare to dream. Mm. And that is the motto wow. of our yeah. for the Greenwich Education. So just dare to dream, take risks, but all the precautions. You know. Yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> You know, in, in some sense, I think you may have already answered this question in part, Daisy. But you know, just to give it a little more room for emphasis, I think one thing that weighs on leaders' minds, especially when you're talking about responsibility over an organization, is what if we fail,、mm. right? I, and I know you mentioned, okay, we don't want to have a limiting belief, we don't have a doubting belief, but you also talked about managing, you know, risk, right? Taking precaution. So that seems to be quite a fine line to really hold in balance. Do you have any insights to share as to how to perhaps encourage or be realistic whilst not giving up your dream? What I do is I kind of、uh, tier your goals.、Mm. You want to go to Paris? Let's tier. We go Istana first, kid. So.、Right. Along the way, little little ladder rungs that you climb, and if you fall, well, you land on something hard, soft. We are there to catch you.、Mm. Even if you break a bone, or you know, plaster cast, love you a bit,、mm. you know, hug you a bit, and just celebrate the learning. And the culture is important. Vocabulary is important too.、Mm. No failure. It's what's the learning? At the end is what are your dreams? And then in realistic, step by step, bit by bit. Just share, be there to encourage, be there to just give assurances where it is needed, and I think sincerity is important too. Because if you get awesome, good, wonderful, if it is not that realistic, it may end up as you know no value. So again, sincerity and the encouragement, and let people see that when there is a bit of a well, not so good result, it's okay. What happened? I would rather let them ask what happened. How it happened, and before that, we learn to anticipate what is to come. What are some possible challenges already, and then you adapt and you adapt. So these are three qualities I thought if you empower a person to be a leader, self leadership first, the ability to see what's out there, to anticipate, and then hey, I think I can adapt and I can adapt something and I you know、mm. overcome this trial that comes.、Mm. Thing is just the spirit of. Dare to do and laugh about it. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, definitely it sounds like uh, the teams and the culture that you have built, Daisy, are, are very much all aligned and united in, in a can-do spirit, a spirit that's very much willing to uh, experiment, to allow for constructive failures to be had, right? Not not just any failures, but yes. allow a growth mentality to yeah, really right. take part. So I want to just ask, you know, in terms of then any moments of, say, discouragement or setback, because you talked conceptually about that. Oh, you know, if you fall from a rung, we catch you. It's not that bad. But I'm sure that it's not always a linear progression to the World Cup, right? Or Disneyland or, or Phuket for a world competition. It, maybe there's ups and downs. And, and what are some ways you might encourage our listeners to process failure or setbacks constructively? It's to be optimistic. Hmm. If it happens, it happens. If you know that uh, you anticipate and if it's beyond you and it just happens, if an accident, it happens. Um, like for example, uh, we were all going back to classes during after a recess. Then within that second, when the last class left the field, the whole roof was just blown by the wind and came crashing onto the... Wow. If it's two seconds earlier, some of my children would have been probably even killed. So then that happens. What do we do? Well, just manage it. So everybody came in and um, we were worried, we were scared, but I didn't see any panic or anything. So I thought, yeah, the calmness and the readiness, mm-hmm. the future readiness. I-, I think, Daisy, what you mentioned there, a key word is anticipation. Right? So even as we talk about change and being inspired to dream and realize these dreams, there is also this element to, to marry with that, right? To balance that, to say, well, what are the possible challenges? Are we going to be ready for them? Yes. You know, not in a, in a limiting or doubtful way, but in a, in a ready way. And that really helps the, the positive and optimistic mindset that you talked about be confidently played out. So thank you very much for sharing that insight, Daisy. And as we are drawing to a close, I'm, I'm so sad to, to say this, you know, we, I would love to hear more of the stories and insights in terms of how to bring about inspiring change, I would just love to hear perhaps one takeaway that you have for our listeners, something to mull over and then put into action for really the transformation that they want to see within their own organizations. Self-reflection. Ask yourself. Audit yourself. And and just a reminder to our our listeners who are tuning in, Audit is really about being objective, right? Asking objective questions. So getting the data that you need, uh, the R and I is to be reflective and interpretive, right? So to make sense of the data that you have, and then you have D, which is the decision. Yes. So after you've done all of that thinking and conceptualizing, don't just stop there, right? <laughs> but actually go and make a decision mm-hmm. and take action. A very, very inspiring, Daisy. And thank you so much for really all the effort and energies that you've poured into the many lives to really bring about a transformation that has, has really been uh, so life-giving to many. And thank you to all our listeners who tuned in. We hope that you benefited from this podcast on inspiring and empowering to lead change. And with that, we've come to our final podcast for the year. We're so happy to have you join us on this journey of the Capel podcast. And we're not done yet. Join us next year where we already have exciting and inspiring podcasts lined up for you. Until then, I wish you the most blessed and merry holidays. Thank you and see you on the next Propel Podcast.